Hi there, thank you for joining us for another episode of Innovation Fuel. I am Gelore Farhadian. And I am Dave Kiran. Innovation Fuel is a bi-weekly business podcast brought to you by University Canada West. We always bring you new stories by entrepreneurs, business owners, and key industry professionals. We are exploring diverse business models and the innovation happening, the business-changing environment. Make sure you check out our previous episodes at www.ucanwest.ca slash innovationfuel. Dave, have you looked at most of our episodes? It's around that businesses survived very well during the COVID because they're selling online. No, I, and you know, that's, and you know, we're starting to see this element, like this element that's transitioned to online. You know, I think we were before COVID, we were probably five to 10 years out, but I think we've made a huge leap in this space, you know, because people couldn't access the things they need. I myself right now, I prefer rather than going to the big super stores to buy grocery for a week. I prefer do it online. I feel safer. And there is a lot of app that we can use that one. So, and then we can do, we can, I, I personally, even before COVID, bought all my dresses or most of my item that I needed, I always buy it online. Galari, like you, the whole world is transitioning to online too. When you think about like now and more, we'll have a discussion today, but we're talking about like having your doctor's meeting online virtually versus yeah. being in person and then taking that relationship and then transitioning from getting a, a, a virtual prescription and then being able to solve that virtual, virtual prescription with a pharmacist through online and have it delivered to you. Exactly. I had a discussion with my family doctor. I said, that's why we didn't do that before. Because right now I don't need to sit in your office and waiting for yeah. you right, to see me. And you didn't want I me. Mean, you don't need to see me for all this problem. Well, maybe he's getting tired of seeing you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I know what, I know what you're doing, Valerie, but I also see the other side of this thing too, is that, you know, are we going to become recluse? Are we going to be stuck indoors? Is this is what our life is going to be? We're never going to go out again? We're just going to leverage online and be working from home? Is this what our future looks like? Uh, I like that one because I have more work-life balance and I can go out because I want to go out per yeah. se. Well, I, I, I tell you, I need to get out of my house because I have three little kids and I'm about to pull my hair out at some point. <laughs> I need to get out and get away because I love them. But, you know... <laughs> I still didn't understand you, but I have just one. And but still, because of her, we have to go out every day. Oh. <laughs> but I, I love the e-commerce part of the COVID. And it changed the behavior of my friends as well. They always ask me how you can buy a dress online, how you can find it's a good fit or not. I just say, I don't know. I just get used to it. But I think they are getting used to it as well. So, you know, and this is all relevant, what we're talking about today, you know, and very relevant to what we're about to jump into. I think our guest that we're going to be chatting with today has some insight to this space. Yes, exactly. So, well, Dave, without further ado, let's ignite today's episode of Innovation Fuel. So joining us today is Matt Rezaei, founder of two companies, UpGuys and Caplet, and the CEO of UpGuys. 
Thank you for for joining us, Matt. Can you tell us a little bit, like our listeners really like to know where you come from. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and your journey to becoming an entrepreneur? Wow, that's a big question to start (laughs) with. (laughs) So, um, yeah, my name is Matt Rezai. Right now, I'm the founder and CEO of a digital pharmacy named UpGuys. Um, the journey, let's see. So I'm a pharmacist uh, and uh, basically by trade. Uh, and it's been around, I guess, a good 10, 12 years that I'm, I'm doing this, um, mainly working in different aspects of pharmacy. I'm coming from Iran. Uh, over there, I've worked for governments for a while. I worked for a manufacturing side. I worked for basically... A company uh, specialized importing medications and supplements from Europe to Iran. Uh, uh, when I came to Canada, I worked for uh, compounding pharmacy. So I would say I explored almost uh, every aspect of my profession first uh, as basically a staff pharmacist, as manager, um, anything related to that, even remotely. And then uh, I moved towards um, basically uh, getting my own shop, um, working as an entrepreneur. Uh, having said that, uh, the I would say the spirit of being an entrepreneur was always there. My parents are entrepreneurs. Uh, I wanted to start basically uh, my own establishments a few times. Uh, there were other basically opportunities coming along. And I would say it is a good idea first to learn everything you need to learn uh, in other people's <laughs> establishments before you move on to yours. Um, and this is exactly what I did. Uh, and basically, I started with uh, a digital pharmacy named Caplet around um, three years ago, two and a half years ago which was at the time the first digital pharmacy in Canada. And we moved towards more niche audience now with UpGuys. Matt, you mentioned something there in the start of that conversation that you were the first. And in being 2018, being the first in the e-commerce space, what are the barriers to entry into this space? That are, you know, what, what are challenges that you face? It's a very smart question to ask, Dave. And the challenge still exists. So let me give you the end of the movie first. So the challenge still exists. The platforms are still not ready. But to answer your question, um, the main, uh, I would say, the main issue is uh, legal barriers around using uh, new technologies in health sector. Um, And how you can get around uh, many issues, I would say, when you are running a licensed business, um, there, there are lots of regulations come into place. And many of these regulations are written in 1980s, like actually the most recent one. So at the time, the cutting edge technology was tax machines. And right now, I guess like, your, for, for some of your audience, that could be the first time hearing about tax machines. But even right now, even our, in our existing business, in 2020, in the middle of COVID, our main way of communication between at least physicians and pharmacies are using fax machines. Uh, and that has been considered super safe. And anything after that, anything that was 
invented after fax machines just simply like they didn't have the right, I guess, mindset or they didn't have enough time to sit down and evaluate that. So when you are making a health-related e-commerce, especially, again, when you are entering to the area of, uh, let's sell medications, let's talk to licensed practitioners. I'm not talking about supplements, cosmetics, things like that. Those are good. Those are no problem. But when you get to the area that needs a license and need registrations, um, basically you see that, okay, you are running the 2020 business, 2020, year 2020 business with uh, the tools of like 30 years before. And you need to somehow reconcile these together to be operating legally uh, with no problem in terms of compliance. And at the same time, to be something really useful for your audience or for your customers. What problem are you solving with UpGuys? Because it's I looked at the all the products, it looks interesting. So you can explain more about it. So the problem that we are solving with uh, UpGuys uh, is um, dealing with a stigmatized medical condition. So. What, what I mean by that is we have medical conditions uh, in place, uh, especially for men, that for some reason, they don't feel comfortable. I mean, the patients, they don't feel comfortable to go to their doctor to, to, talk, their, uh, to talk about it with their family doctor, then then take their medications or take their prescriptions, go to a pharmacy every single month. Uh, and get their medication. So there are two reasons. One is the compliance really uh, is way lower when you ask them to do it that way. And the other one is it's unfair, but there are some conditions that are stigmatized. And I give you some examples. For example, for sexual health in men, we have at least two main categories, one being erectile dysfunction and the other one, uh, premature ejaculation. So these are, um, I would say, very. they should be way more dominant in uh, sexual health than with what we see right now. And the main reason is, unfortunately, the shame associated with it, which is like absolutely my, my idea nonsense because that's just one other condition. What we are seeing right now is this giving men a tool to get access to the best practice and best medications without dealing with the stigma attached to their conditions. That, that is really um, good. So they can buy their products through online, but still I can see there is a chat there. So still they need pharmacies to help them to choose the right product. Or, right? Or BC. Yes, you're right. They may, again, we are not changing the process. We are just making it easier uh, and, in this case, more private for, for our patients. The process is this you, th like, as a man here, you think that, okay, I might need some help in this area. You might have heard of like a name of a medication, a famous medication, or you might just in general feel that you might need some help. You come to our platform. 
the first thing we do is connecting you with a, uh, with a doctor, with a medical practitioner in BC or in your province. So we connect you there. There would be a phone call between you and the doctor. We have already captured like as many information, as, as much information as we can from our customer that the doctor will ask the questions anyways, but we, we will get that information in our questionnaire. We send that questionnaire to the doctor. We connect patient and doctor. So the doc, the patient will get the right consultation from the doctor to see if at all they need any medication. Uh, if what would be the best fit for them, if the medication is needed. And when their conversation with the doctor is finished, they talk to us. They talk to us as pharmacists. We walk them through the side effects. We walk them through how to use the medications. And when that part is done, we ship the medication out and they receive it at their door. So here you have some partners like doctors, right? So you find them or they find you or anyone can be just find you and then submit themselves in your platform. Yeah. So doctors are not working for us. Uh, doctors are independent and they should be independent legally. Um, basically, we find the doctors who are number one educated and specialized in this case in uh, men's sexual health. Number two are interested to basically get uh, their patients through uh, telemedicine, as we call it these days. Uh, so when they are interested, uh, either we can either we find them or they find us. Uh, when we see that we are like-minded, uh, we will basically uh, book that doctor as independent consultant for that specific patient. Uh, we talk to the patient, and we are completely. I would say, I guess that is the good statistic for you to know that around twenty twenty five percent of our patients they don't get approval from our doctors. So it's absolutely independent, uh, two independent procedures, the pharmacy part and the doctor part. We just connect these two together. They talk to the doctor. If a medication is prescribed, then we talk to the patient and we send the medication over. So Matt, in this element, how like how do you go and find these customers? I, I see clearly how you go to the doctors. It's pretty straightforward. You're finding doctors that are specialized in this space. Now, how are you bringing the other part of that funnel? How are you drawing the customers in and making them comfortable enough so they actually go and take that action? That's a million-dollar question, Dave. Um, uh, so we have tried different platforms. So it's mainly digital. It's mainly digital marketing. We are a digital company. We think of ourselves as a digital pharmacy slash digital marketing company. And uh, we use platforms that you are familiar with, uh, from social media to Google to platforms like that for digital marketing. Um, I would say the main uh, driver of our customers and we thankfully have passed like the first few months of dealing with this, it's actually word of mouth. Um, and I believe, again, I'm, I'm the second generation pharmacist myself. Um, and my mom has told me that what you do is taking care of your patients, everything else take care of itself. So that is, that is my belief. 
what we do here is uh, we make, I would say, uh, a problem that patients were dealing with for ages uh, disappear. Not with magic, like the, the science was there all the time, the medications were there all the time. It was just like the pr procedure that is easy to follow. And people are just so thankful, I guess, that they just refer uh, friends, family members to us. And one thing that then I see uh, that like a, a brother refer a brother to us is the, okay, so the whole stigma. So we helped actually not, not to two brothers of the fam family. We helped this stigma to loosen up. Um, and, uh, so the main thing would be to answer your question specifically right now, word of mouth PR, uh, we have over 200, four or five star reviews on our website. Uh, 138 reviews, uh, basically verified by Google. Uh, all of these are helping a lot to bring in customers. And we, you, we do use uh, basically the digital marketing tools as well. Mm -hmm. But again, it's, it's creating a safe place that, you know, instead of walking in and talking face-to-face -face with a pharmacist, which is with this, what I understand from you, this is an uncomfortable conversation that most men don't want to have. By by putting the digital piece in between it, it makes that conversation much more comfortable and maybe more approachable versus what they would have faced before. Plus, have that in mind that, Dave, in order to get prescription medications in Canada, you need to talk to two people, the doctor and a pharmacist. And now by combining that into one-stop shop, plus removing that stigma or like that, again, creating that safe place, as you, as you, as you mentioned, uh, I think we, we saw, we kind of like, we are in the process of solving that problem for at least a segment of, of population, a segment of men. It's very interesting for you to know, Dave, that I'm specifically talking about erectile dysfunction. Uh, and by the way, we are not only about uh, sexual health. We are not only about men. Like the next uh, category that's going to uh, be launched, I believe, before your, your podcast is out, is hair loss, actually, in the same up guys category. But just, just and then the next after that, we have upgirls.com. So we are, we are opening upgirls.com as well. But what, like only on the ED segment, only on the erectile dysfunction sexual health segment, it was like, for me still, I couldn't believe that. You look at literature, only 10%, 10% of men dealing with these two main sexual conditions are seeking treatment. Something that is easily treatable. It's not like, and it, it has been treatable for the last 20 years. It's not something novel, really. So there is something, another element there, and we are trying to solve that issue. So uh, what you're doing for your customer awareness to, to about using this product and not be ashamed to talk or keep them the privacy, um, making a safe environment for them to come and talk to you? Um, so part of that is created, again, through our, like, reviews. Um, you can advertise as much as you want. Uh, and we are doing it. 
So it's not like we, we avoid that. We absolutely do that. And we are depending on it. But at the same time, everyone is saying the same thing. So if, if you look at almost any advertisement, there is no like car ad saying that ours is like a slow. And so everyone is talking about kind of the same thing. Uh, people are looking for proofs. And they, they want some, some, some way of proof. Someone else has used it before and they want them to see, like they want them to tell them what, what was the experience all about. Uh, I give a lot of uh, weight to our uh, very good reviews and very good customer base to make our ads believable. So we say that yes, like this, this is going to be your experience. Like everything will be discreet. Like people are concerned about how the package would look like, for example, where are we going to send it? What are the options for talking to like a, in, in this case, talking to a male, for example, practitioner, like all of these are concerns that people, people have. We learned down the road how we can basically make that safe and nice environment. Uh, for them to to come forward, and thankfully, like they are also like their, their word of mouth is there. Which Dave, if you asked me a year bef- before, I would I would tell you that we you, we cannot depend on it hundred percent because the whole thing is like it's a stigmatized issue, so people will not talk about it, but they do thankfully. But Matt, you've touched on something there that I want to highlight because Matt's business and up guys, um, they your packaging is different. And when you deliver it, can you just tell us a little bit more about what's different about your packaging? Yeah. So a um, few, few elements. Uh, w- one important thing is there are lots of legal, again, uh, consideration that needs to go into place. Uh, for packaging specifically, I'm, I'm, I happen to be in favor of most of those legal, um, I would say, complications for, for a startup. Uh, packaging should be uh, child resistant, for example, uh, and that is very important. Um, or, yeah, absolutely. We are again dispensing chemicals, they're dispensing prescription medications. Packaging should be a hundred percent confidential, meaning that we cannot give out the uh, confidential health-related information of the patient, which. The moment that you think, wow, like what, like what is the, what is the line between confidential and non-confidential information? Even the name of the patient will become confidential. So there are lots of considerations that needs to go into packaging. At the same time, like any other startup, you want the packaging to have that wow fa- factor for e-commerce. You want it to be small enough because you want to pay less for shipment. Uh, and like this is the combination that we were dealing with at the time we were designing the packages. Uh, and I think we did an okay job. Having said that, it's work in progress. Uh, and we are changing a few elements uh, going forward based on the experience that we get. Yeah, great. And, I, and you can see the discreteness. Like it doesn't echo any of those conditions when the package is going out. So if you have Canada Post delivering it, you're protecting the consumer in that element, love it. It's just one piece is still is not clear for me. It's a doctor part. You know, it's uh, so the doctor most of the talk that means they you are if you are the MSP or for example your service card you have, you go to your doctor, right? 
So, but I don't, I'm not sure if it's discovered by MSP, this kind of services, right? So it means that you are giving some fee to your doctor. I'm not saying how much, but you, there is a process, right? The doctor come to you and they want to have some benefit from it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, basically for, from the doctor point of view, uh, they basically, they, they need the coverage of their service. Either the government pays for that or the third-party insurances of the patient pay for that, or the patient pays or we pay. So the, 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 there's like, there's nobody else. Someone needs to pay for that service. And we have the combination of all that. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. But for your information, for most of our, I would say for, for the ED products, for uh, premature ejaculate, for sexual health products, we are not charging our patients. So whoever pays, the patient will not be charged for the doctor visits. The doctor visit always comes included of our pricing. We don't charge for that. We don't charge for shipping, the regular shipping. We don't charge dispensing fee. We only charge the cost of the medication if it is prescribed or if it is authorized by the doctor. As I said, 20, 25% of people, they apply but it's not the best fit for them, so they don't pay anything. At least they talk to a practitioner. And Matt, can you then go, like, and how far can you go into, like, a subscription-based model from there? Like, because you have certain regulations, I'm sure, with the, the number of dispenses you're allowed in that prescription or something along that lines. Like, can you move into a, a subscription-based model with these customers? Um, uh, I would say, let, let, let's, let's tell you part of our experience. We started with subscription-based actually. And they, we, then we move back. Um, so uh, this is what I feel. Again, <laughs> at the end of the day, I go back to what, what my mom told me when I was five, which is you just take care of your patient. So this is, this is the way it works right now, Dave. We don't have subscription. Um, as long as you need the medication, you are more than welcome to talk to our doctors. We always book a follow-up meeting with the doctor as well. That's part of the package. So you get two, basically, uh, doctor visits when you get a product from us. One at the beginning that you may or may not get the product. If you get the product, you definitely get the second one in a month to just see if there is a side effect, if, there is, if the medication is working. At that visit, some patients might need more. Some are good. Uh, whoever who's like organically need more medications, they get it from us. Um, we were thinking more about like this becoming a subscription based service. And I would say naturally a big chunk of our customers are, I would say not officially, but they are subscription meaning that they ask us to send medications to their, their addresses each month or each, every three months. But we are not forcing anyone towards that. Uh, we were not doing it from day one, but our website was talking about subscriptions and we just removed that because it was a bit misleading. It was like as if it's a forced thing, which is not. So right now you can just come by as a one-off thing. You can buy something from us or if naturally it becomes something that you get every month or every three months uh, or whatnot, you can just go for it. Okay, and so uh, um, so with this element, like at the end of this last, last thing of, uh, of competition entering the market, like do you have 
Do you have competitors in the market? Or if so, who are these competitors, Matt? So um, when we started Optize in November 2019, um, we were among the few, uh, I would say, similar platforms, uh, basically in Canada. Uh, but there were two big, uh, I would say, similar ideas before us, a few years before us in the U.S. Uh, in the U.S., there are two big businesses. One is Hims, and the other one is Roman. So uh, Hims is uh, forhims.com, and Roman is getroman.com. So these guys started like two, three years ahead of us in the U.S. The market is very segmented, though. So uh, we can't go to the U.S. They can't come to Canada easily. Uh, there are regulations involved. I'm not saying they cannot at all, but it, there are barriers to entry for, for going between countries. Um, in Canada, there are a few startups doing this uh, or like started doing it. Uh, one big advantage that we feel we have is... Uh, Again, we are the pharmacy. So we are ourselves a licensed practitioner. And I believe that is uh, another big element uh, of trust when patients want to basically choose the right options for themselves. There are companies doing a good job, don't get me wrong, basically connecting pharmacies different pharmacies with different physicians and being that store, storefront for the patients. Uh, but by being a practitioner ourselves, we just chose to be compliant with lots of regulations. We put ourselves in a position that we need to protect the data of the patients. So there is no waiver that you are giving us your data or anything like that. We are ourselves legally and ethically uh, uh, pro protecting the data. So I think that is the big, big element from the trust point of view. But this market and this, this way of doing business is, is a new one. Uh, so being among the first ones is, uh, it seems that is, is my, my passion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Matt, you're truly a trailblazer, my friend. Uh, I, I love, I love, you know, here's, here's one of the most toughest elements to get into a space like this and to, to develop a couple different business models out of these elements and a few more that you seem to be planning down the road. It, it seems very exciting. Matt, I want to sort of just finish off really quickly at the end of this element of our discussion. I want to ask you, that, is there anything that we should be asking you or you should be sharing with our, with our listeners about some of the challenges or something we didn't ask you that you think you should share with us? Uh, yeah, love, love to hear whatever your thoughts or, or, or even some words of advice to our audience. Words of advice for you, for your audience is if you are in Canada, uh, do not use Bank of Montreal as your <laughs> That's uh, So other than that, uh, I would say this is what I would say, the thing that you could ask. Uh you don't know how things would, would really look like uh, in, in near future. We started this 2019 by explaining to every single customer that, yes, it is legal for a doctor to call you. Yes, it is possible for a visit to be done online. Yes, don't worry about it. And then COVID happened. <laughs> 
perfect. That was great. Yes. <laughs> I mean, COVID had a lot of, and we, we, it was not a great thing for us at all. But like a silver lining is we are moving forward way faster. And 2019, if we had this discussion, I would say the main barrier is like educating people that you can really absolutely get these services online or over the phone. Right now, that is gone. So don't worry too much about your barriers, basically. The, the, like the total number of barriers will stay there, but it will change so dramatically that don't over-prepare for them. That is great, yes. I think COVID forced all of us to learn uh, that we had to learn, but they didn't want to. You know, they forced us to come out of our comfort zone and do something else. I think that is the good part of the COVID. Um, just, just one question I may ask that I didn't cover it. So it's your team. Uh, how many people are working in UpGuys? So we are basically growing. Uh, right now, uh, we have uh, six people working uh, at the office. Uh, we have our external team, which basically does the branding, uh, digital development. Those are mainly contractors, but they are part of our team. Uh, six, seven people uh, around that area working outside of the pharmacy. The location I'm talking to you right now is the pharmacy. And um, so, yeah, basically we are close to 15. Okay. So, and then uh, do you have, did you, did you outsource part of your um, functions or task to someone? Did you, did you use any outsourcing? Yeah. So the development of, uh, so we are at the same time a technology company, right? Anything that happens this side, the, the whole reason that we use digital uh, and we went digital rather than traditional is to fix the different part of the process. Uh, now that we get basically orders in bulk, we deal with different parts of the uh, basically prescription filling in bulk. So there are lots of elements happening in the technology sector at our uh, company. And the technology part so far has been done, has been done out, like in an outsourced way. Uh, we are basically uh, interim CTO is outside of our com company. Uh, so that is a big, big part, big chunk that is outside. Uh, and uh, we also uh, worked very closely, but outsourced uh, the entire branding of the company. Uh, so uh, we are so happy with, with the team of our designers. And I was there from get-go. Uh, with every aspect of this branding that you see right now. Uh, but that was another very good decision to to trust these guys and go with them. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I think, uh, Matt, you know, this it's been a delight to have you on this show today. Um, I, I think, you know, we've learned a lot about uh, how, how to you know, explore new areas and there's always opportunity out there. Um, and, uh, and I would love to actually maybe engage you to come back and chat with us maybe a little bit more about your e-commerce uh, element and how the e-commerce piece works in a, in a future episode. I hope you can join us. So how can our listeners reach you if they want? I mean, would you add that part as well? Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I am at, uh, at Matt Rezai, uh, uh, in almost all platforms, uh, not that active, but, uh, I'm an in Instagram, LinkedIn, 
and Twitter at Matt Rezai. And 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 the uh, URL for for Up Guys, what's that, Matt? Yeah, it's uh, upguys.com, U-P-G-U-Y-S.com. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, so to all our business owners out there, uh, we have a fleet of enthusiastic and knowledgeable students here at UCW that can't well wait to help you in your business uh, through our capstone project or internship project. Reach out to us. Talk to us. We want to help. We want to support you. And especially now in COVID times, you might need that extra support. And, and if you if you think that you have a great story like Matt's here that you want to share that we can learn from both our listeners and our students, uh, please reach to reach out to us at www.ucanwest slash innovation fuel. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Matt. And I should say thank you, Rafa Motarab, our, produ- our producer. I hope you all enjoyed Matt's story as much as we did. Tune in in two weeks for our new episode.